What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today we are taking a look ahead to the Professional Fighters League number 8 of 2022. The welterweights and heavyweights are going at it here. But that also is some interesting fights for this point in the world. This fight... Uh, event is on in the Motorpoint Arena in Cardiff, Wales. Next week will be on in the Copperbox Arena in London. I'll have a preview of that for you next week as well. Uh, so the the Professional Fighters League, or remember we used to be called the World Series of Fighting, it finally becomes, I suppose, a World Series as they're moving into these areas. And we have some um, fighters from... Well, Ireland on the card and a few Welsh fighters and other things as well and we'll have more next week so I'm going to concentrate mostly on the playoff fights but also on a few of the noteworthy fighters that I know from this part of the world uh, as well today we have lots of other undercard fights as well It's I think PFL is at a real kind of uh, changing stage at the moment somebody like I saw um I saw one of their uh, one of their the CEO or whatever he's called talking the other day uh, and he was saying like all of these fights matter if you lose, you won't be back next year. If you win, like if Rory McDonald loses this, will he not be back in the BFL? I find that a little bit hard to believe. Or you know, the, whoever it might be, if it's a, you know Anthony Pettis loses a fight or loses a final or loses, a, I, I I don't I find that a little bit hard to believe. But uh, we also I, I believe that, and I I don't think they have fully like explained this properly because I've looked and I have tried to understand it and I'm not 100% sure like I think they're doing like a European series but they're also doing like a European series to qualify for the World Series I don't know um, so we, look we will learn that I suppose as we go still though they're trying they're signing, signing guys from all over the world we saw Miles Price from Ireland fighting this year we've seen Brendan Lachnan uh, in the PFL and we'll see him again uh, next week so, you know, they're good, doing good things. And I think once it all gets, maybe it is straightened out already, but it's not just straightened out for me. And I think a lot of people as well, because I was asking people about this, and it's like, do you know what's going on? And I think everyone was like, nah, not really. So once they get that all straightened out, I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be very, very good. Um, let's run through. So I, I kind of go from top to the bottom on the card. Um, some of the, the fights kind of, you know, the, the packing out the card. There's some very experienced guys on the card. Hatif Moyle against Simon Bejour. Those lads have, what, nearly 50, 60 fights between them. You know, same for uh, Martin Wojcik against uh, Mohamed uh, Fakhredin. Lots of fights as well. Fakhredin's been around for, for a good while as well. And then they have some up-and-comers like Josh O'Connor uh, and, uh, against Imran and Christian Steinberg against Chris Mixan. So they, they have a kind of, I suppose, a good mix of, of up-and-comers and guys with known names who I suppose will be looking to go in to... Um, you know, to, to go into a tournament. They also have a few bantamweights here uh, as well. You know, they have heavyweights, light heavyweights, welterweights, bantamweights, lightweights, all different sorts of weights. So I wonder, will will the uh, tournaments be expanded? Will we see more Will we see more PFL in the coming years? Because it, it has felt like over the last while, we've seen PFL for three weeks, we see him for three weeks, then in like five weeks after that, and then we see him five weeks after that for another three weeks. Then we have the finale, and we don't see him for another year or, you know, eight months or whatever it is uh, after that. I feel like they could probably do maybe two seasons in the year, or if they had the, the European series to do that as well. So, I, I, look, I think we will see more of PFL, and we'll see uh, we'll see how they go along the way. Um, <clears throat> let me talk to you so about some of the Irish fighters and uh, Ben Ellis as well, who is a Welsh fighter. And let's talk about that fight first. Uh, Nathan Kelly versus uh, Ben Ellis in, in the featherweight division. 
Uh, Nathan Kelly is an Irishman. He fights, fights out of uh, SBG Ireland. Um, I was actually, uh, not, not his last fight, but the fight before that, I was at it in, uh, in Dublin. He fought on Bellator against Scott Pedersen, and he won that fight by decision. Then he fought on that, um, <clears throat> I think they're called Centurion over in Malta, where a lot of the Irish uh, SPG guys fought in it. Um, I think Kiefer Crosby was in the main event and Keane Cowley was on it and Danny McCormack as well, maybe even a few more. Uh, But he fought in that and won very early in that fight. Beat Shimrock before that. Clan Wars has a few winning Clan Wars. You know, he lost the first two fights of his career and has really kind of bounced back well uh, since then. Um... You know, he's good on the ground. I think I was listening to one or watching one of his fights, actually, and they said in commentary that he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. So <clears throat> I, I did not. Or maybe they didn't say he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, actually. They said he was a black belt. So uh, whether it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or not, uh, but it sounded like it was. Um, but, you know, he's good on the ground, good stand-up, good power as well. That fight against Shimrock landed a big right hand and hurt him badly, and the referee had to come in uh, and uh, and stop it. But he's fighting a guy here in Ben Ellis who will do anything but want to get in that position of striking with him. Ellis is a takedown artist and a very, very good one at that. He's 4-1 in his career and he's fought some excellent fighters. The only loss of his career is to Manny Akpan, uh, who is, I won't lie, he's one of my favourite fighters. If you can see the wall behind me, I always say it. He throws these big wheel kicks and he's a really good guy. And Manny... Manny, interestingly, kind of took the fight to him in that. He pulled guard at the very, very start, which you're thinking, like, Manny's this, you know, uh, Wonderboy-esque type of striker fighting a wrestler, and he pulls guard. But it ended up kind of working out for him. I think Ellis might have been a bit shocked. Fight got back to the feet, and he landed a big wheel kick and then a few punches uh, to finish Ellis. But, uh, as I said, Manny Appen can finish anyone, and I mean anyone in the world uh, in that division. He is really, really good. So... um. It's interesting as well if you look at some of Ellis's fights. I'm pretty sure he's fought down at a, a bantamweight, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in in a few of his fights. And like, if you, I, I like if you look, uh, he fought well. That fighter was at featherweight, so maybe, maybe some of his fights. I'm pretty sure that he has had a couple of fights at bantamweight, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe even in the amateurs, but. I think there will be a bit of a size discrepancy uh, in there in this one. I think Nathan Kelly will be a, a little bit bigger uh, than him, even if he hasn't fought, <laughs> fought down a bantamweight. But he, I always thought of him kind of as a bantamweight, maybe because of how much he kind of rags dolls, lads, and makes you know makes them look small, possibly. But um, yeah, he's a win over King, Kingsley Crawford, beat Nick Bagley last time out. So um, some some great. You know, some great wins uh, for him there. And look, this is the type of fight, I think, where we've, the last couple of fights for uh, for Nathan Kelly, it's it's been a lot of fighting on the ground. You know, it really, really has been a lot of, or, sorry, a lot of stand-up. And I think he'll want to keep it that way. You know, I think he'll want to keep it that way. I think he'll want to keep this fight uh, away from Ellis's wrestling. And if he can, I think he'll have a great chance. Now, if he can't, Ellis is really, really good. And Nathan Kelly will have to get out that jiu-jitsu and get it working here. Uh I, I think uh, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's really going to be a tough fight for Nathan Kelly. He's been on definitely an upward trajectory. If you look at the difference, like I, I remember watching him even going into the Bellator uh, fight and I watched the Rock fight and I go, okay, that was a good knockout. But other than that, I'm like, I wasn't maybe massively impressed. But if you look at fight after fight after fight, he's improved and improved and improved. And he's the type of guy, maybe, you know, as I said, he took two losses in his first two fights of his career. Maybe he saw that and goes, well, look, we got to do something different. We got to change things up. We got to improve and improve and improve. And he 100% has been without a shadow of a doubt. And you look at him long term, I'd say his ceiling 
uh, has grown massively in the last year or two, like massively. So I, I think if you'd watched him back then, you're probably saying, no, Nathan Kelly is just going to be, you know, maybe a local fighter who never gets a big opportunity or maybe because the SPG gets one in Bellator. But I think the last few performances have definitely shown that he could be more than that. I say with all fighters, you know, a lot of them could be, but how many of them will? But he seems to have the right mindset on him and he's going that way now as well. You know, Ben Ellis came back after his first loss won his last fight so he's on a good run now as well so that's a very interesting fight I'm looking forward to seeing that one there at, at Featherweight um, and then the other Irish fighter on the card is Will Flory he's taking on Anthony Salamone now I went and I watched a few of Salamone's fights and uh, if you want to just look at the his opponents right and, and their records uh, so Salamone at the moment he is uh, on Sherdog he's 7-0 uh, his opponents from the from the start of his career up so zero and zero fair enough he was zero and zero too his next opponent zero and zero you know fair enough his next opponent six seven and one you know fair enough okay he's experienced uh, his next opponent zero oh, and one okay it's getting a bit dodgy now after he's three and all oh. his next opponent zero oh, and all oh. He's four and all. It's getting very dodgy. His next opponent, you know, five and one. Okay, Paul Marcioni, he goes to a split decision with in that fight. And then his next opponent, three, five, and one. You know, when he's six and all. Um That's not the best to look at. Now, that's not always the reality of the situation. Some people are finding it hard to get fights, or they you know, they're in a, a bad country in a bad weight division or whatever. Um But I went back and I watched some of those fights and you know, I, uh, uh, he's a good fighter, but the opponents are not great, if I'm being honest. Now, this fight is at 205, I believe. There was talks of Will Flory fighting someone else at 205. Then there was talks of him fighting at 185. It's all a bit, it's all a bit weird. But what? I don't know what has happened, honestly, here. And as I said, they're, they're kind of getting everything together at the moment. And um, it's But it looks like it's at 205. To me... And I'll talk about Will Fury obviously in a second, but Salamone, all his fights have been in middleweight so far, if I'm not mistaken. And to me, he's looked like a blown up welterweight. You know, he looks he's six foot one, but he doesn't he doesn't seem six foot one. You know, I've stood alongside Will Flory, he's a big tall guy. It says he's six three here in Shardog, but you know, I'm I'm just a bit over six three, and I would say Will Flory is probably a bit taller than me. So I would say Will Flory is probably closer to six four, six four and a half than that than he is six three. Um and I think he's going to have a big advantage here. But Salomone, look, he comes in, he throws a few right hands, and he tries to wrestle, lads. That's what I've seen most of him so far. Uh, he has good wrestling, very good top control, uh, and he's usually stronger than the guys he's fighting. Now, he's a bit, of, he's a unit, because I think he's kind of blown up to that division. Now, he'll have to be blown up again. And the difference here as well, between 185 and 205, that's 20 pounds. You know, other divisions, it's obviously a little bit less uh, to, to get up there. So I'd be interested to see what he looks like. Um... His last fight was uh, was in September of last year, so he's had a good bit. I don't know whether it was a decision made that he was always going to go back up there. This is his first fight uh, in PFL, so uh, I, I'm interested to see what he's going to look like. I, I, look, if you're if you're looking at this matchup and you're looking at him versus Will Flory, I think it's a very very tough matchup for Salomone. Like Will Flory is a big, strong, 
well-rounded guy who has fought most of his fight as like he he called and this is not me speaking out of turn or anything he calls himself a raw bastard and that's the type of fighter he is he's from tipperary and there's lots of lads like that above there i can i can tell you that <laughs> i can tell you that for certain he's a big hairy tough man that, that's exactly what will flurry is hairy maybe being the wrong choice of word there but you know what i mean he now having said that he's added a lot of things to his game recently and he has pr- probably blown through the ceiling that a lot of people thought for him as well when his last fight against Tarek Suleiman looked absolutely fantastic over 25 minutes to win the UAE Warriors strap uh, there you know and he'd been fighting all around the world you know he's fought in EFM before that he had a few fights in Bellator you know he got out of his Bellator contract for one fight to fight in EFM and in Bellator you know they let him go they let Kiefer Crowdsby go I think they were paying him a lot of money and then when, you know, this, this own deal goes and stuff, Bellator, I don't think, can afford to pay those guys that amount of money anymore. And this, I suppose, is what happens. Um, I think Will Flory might have been on the verge of a UFC contract. Maybe it would have taken one more. I think, he, you know, especially if the UFC were thinking about coming back to Ireland, like, he probably would have been in the top two or three people, maybe the top one who the UFC would be looking to sign. You know, he won his last three, as I said, won four of his last five, only lost to very good guys. Like, he's lost to Norbert Navini Jr. was his only loss uh, in since 2018 in Bellator. You know, he's beaten Sean Taylor, uh, Antonio Jones, beaten Ken Kapinen as well, who is, you know, has done great things since uh, over in um, over in Cage Warriors. So, you know, um, he was... In, uh, Will was in Brave and stuff as well before that, won a few fights. So he's he's had a very, very good career, and Will is a very good fighter. Now, as I said, the improvements he's made as well. Like, a lot of his fights have been pushing lads against the cage, pulling them down to the ground, getting on top, you know, elbows, good ground upon. But in that Suleiman fight, he should. And he was injured as well, I believe. When that, I, I met him, I think it was before or after the fight, but I think it was before the fight where he broke his hand, then it healed, and then he was able to get back in. Or it might have been, actually, it was a fight before that, uh, again, I think. Um, where he had like a badly broken hand, and there was in me speaking out of turn or anything. I think everyone kind of kind of knew that, and he healed for it. And he talked in about he had an injury then in the the Suleiman fight, and it's just it's been a tough fight for Will, and he fought so well, you know. Um, he had changed stances in that as well, fought long, he fought it with a good jab, and I think he showed. You know, maybe in a little bit of adversity, it might actually benefit him. You know, and he comes out fighting, and that's the type of fire, fighter Will Flory is. But I think he's added a lot of very good technical aspects to his game as well. And when you put good technical aspects with the the rawness of being able to pull lads to the ground and win a five-round decision if you need to by kind of laying on top of them and landing big shots, that makes for a good fighter. Now, how did a matchup? Salamone likes to take fights to the ground and get on top of lads. He's not, I, don't, I find it very hard to see him doing that for Will Flory, where's a bigger, like to me, by looking at him on paper, Salomone's kind of had his whole career being the bigger, stronger man. I think Will Flory will be the bigger, stronger man here. Not necessarily bigger, stronger man for Salomone, maybe just the, the stronger man. But I don't think he will be that here, and I think Will Flory will win the fight because of that. But uh, yeah, it's a very interesting one. It's hard to know how good or bad Salomone is, to be honest, because he's never really fought anyone good <laughs> that good, to be honest. So maybe he can step up. Maybe he's a level above, obviously, the, he is a level above all the opponents, but how many levels? He'll need to be three or four levels above uh, those prior previous opponents to be on Will Flory's level, I would say. So, looking forward to that, and I think uh, Will Flory will probably win that and uh, get into the get into the final. Very close, uh, you know. If, if I'm giving my pick for the Ellis uh, Kelly fight, I think that's 
I think that's a very interesting fight. I'd probably pick Ellis to win the decision. I'd probably get killed in Ireland now for, for doing that. But I, I go for Will for I'll go one Irish guy and one Welsh guy. But I think that'll be a close fight. I don't necessarily think the Will Forty fight will be a close fight. So let's go to the, the playoffs. Uh, two welterweight fights and two heavyweight fights. Uh, let's talk about the heavyweight fights first, and I'll talk about the uh, the welterweights. Um, Dennis Goldsov against Matthias Scheffel. Big blow, obviously, that Bruno Capilosa is out here. Uh, I mentioned actually last week in the preview that he was he was in, and then I got, I got off recording, looked at my phone, I think it was Mark Roman, he had just said um, that Capilosa's out, so I was like, oh God. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that was uh, that was a fight a little bit too late, but I didn't break that fight down or anything. I would have been doing that this week, so that's all good. Uh, Sheffield comes in, look, he deserves it. I, I talked, I wouldn't say shit about him, but... The way he performed in that fight against Ante Deja was not great. If we're if we're all being honest, uh, it it looked like it looked weird the way he got hit and just went down a couple of times. Like it, I don't know, it looked like a Rocky movie or something. But maybe it was just an off night. Maybe he was getting caught on unawares or something, or maybe just the, the power. Like Deja shown, you know, he has good power and stuff. But so does Capilosa. But the way he was able to fight Capilosa in such a free manner, I suppose, because the fight was a kind of a free hit, you know. Um, Capilosa was true maybe that played a part in as well as Anthony Pettis talking about that as well the fact that he was already true in the first Stevie Ray fight it kind of made him I don't believe it but it made him kind of give up and tap out and play to the next day that's a bit of the mindset going into those fights as well it has to be uh, but having said that take nothing away from, from Sheffield he uh, he won that fight well uh, and then Dennis Golsov you know he's been on a, a fantastic run I suppose since he lost as well to uh, to Ante Deja back in 2021 he's won his last two fights coming back um, uh, this year you know he was he was obviously out for the 20 between 2019 and 2021 obviously we, you know, we had the shutdown with COVID and everything like that but it's uh, it's a big time for him, you know. It's a, it's a big, big matchup for him. A lot of fights now. He's thirty two years of age, but he's what thirty six fights. Very good wrestler, obviously he can hit hard as well. But likes to wrestle. I think he will be trying to wrestle Sheffield. I don't think anyone will go out there and strike with Sheffield in this fight after what he did in the last fight to Bruno Capilosa, and I think especially Golsov. So I think uh, you know he's fighting out of uh, Sambo Pyther. And I think this will be a sambo display here from Golsov more than uh, than anything else. Um, I, you know, I, not not to pick against Sheffield again, but I do think Golsov will win this. I think he will be able to take him down. Uh, I, I think he needs. I think he needs as well to maybe gain uh, a little bit of respect on the feet as Golsov before kind of changing things up. And I think he will do it. I think maybe just even throw out a few leg kicks, throw out a few jabs. Get Sheffield into a rhythm. I think he's a very rhythmic fighter, is Sheffield. And um, I think when you get him into a rhythm, you might open him up to a few takedowns. And I think that's exactly what Golsov will do here. And I think if he does get a few takedowns, I think he'll uh, he'll end up winning this fight. Um, the other heavyweight fight then is uh, the aforementioned Ante Deja against uh, Hinan Feher. Um, you know, Deja is... <laughs> do you want to, uh, will, I, will I call him a Croatian wrestler? I don't know. I, I don't know if that's fair, but he has wrestled lots of guys. You know, he's beaten Sheffield. He's beaten Golsov. Um, you know, he, okay, he's lost to Capilosa. He's lost too, but he's the, that's the only guy he has lost to in PFL, and the only guy he's lost to since he lost to Martin Tibora back in 2015. So he's been on a great run altogether, and. 
he his wrestling is is second to none really in uh in in the PFL and the heavyweight division and when he's undefeated as I said as well he he can strike you know he's been training out of uh, with uh, Mirko Krokop and all of that so maybe it doesn't look like that always in fights you know he's six submissions and nine KOs and six decisions a very well-rounded fighter but against Hinefer here that all kind of goes out the window because <laughs> you can be as well-rounded as you want it and take one shot from him and Fahey in the first five seconds and it's Gonzo you know two of his last three fights have ended inside 31 seconds he knocked out Stuart Austin in 31 seconds 25 seconds for Jamal Jones okay kids in Abreu came in and beat him by decision in the last fight but a lot of them fights you know the, the last kind of BFL fights are, are can be weird sometimes <coughs> sorry as I uh, as I talked to that here but um that if you if you know Hinnan Fahey, if you've seen him fight, uh, you have to be careful. And Ante Deja will have to be very, very, very careful here. He will. I, I think you know. I, I talked in the in the last fight about getting a bit of respect, maybe on the feet, and then going for the takedown. I think with this one, you're probably better off just going for the takedown straight away. Don't mind getting any respect there from Deja. Maybe throwing a few leg kicks from the outside and and stay away, but. I think he needs to be getting straight under. Although, you know, Fahey's throwing flying knees and he'll catch a ladder with an uppercut on the way and he throws those big front kicks through the middle. Um, he It'd be interesting. To, I don't think the betting is out yet. It'd be interesting to see who the favourite is for this. Uh, I think I'm picking Antideja, to be honest. I, I think that wrestling will do Fahey in. But would I be at all surprised if I woke up uh, Saturday morning? Oh, no, it's not my time, so I actually watched it live at like 8 o'clock. Um, and um, and Fahey had won. With like a five second knockout, I probably wouldn't be that surprised if we're being honest. So uh, I, I'm going for Deja, but I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, then we have the two welterweight fights: um, Sidibu C against Carlos Leal Miranda, and the main event: Rory McDonald against uh, Magomed Umalatov. Although, is it the main event? I think the Will Flory fight is actually in the main event, and they're doing a kind of upside down. But anyway. Uh, whichever way I'll talk about it this way anyway for our uh, US viewers and for our viewers of the tournament as well as we have been look let's talk about the Sadabusai uh, Carlos Miranda fight for C B Rory McDonald by unanimous decision in his last fight a close relatively contentious decision I, I had C winning I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember that one correctly uh, and I really like him as a fighter he beat Nikolai Alsakin before that uh, in a rematch of their no contest, he had a draw with Ray Cooper the year before that, in 2019. Uh, even he beat uh, Alexei uh, Kunchenko uh, in 2021 as well. <clears throat> so he's been on a pretty good run. He's only lost to Magomed, Magomed Karimov uh, in that time, who, you know, has been one of the best fighters in PFL for a good while now. And I like C because he's a very controlled fighter. You know, controls fights from the outside. He uses his size six foot three inches at welterweight. That's a big guy. He jabs well. He can use that front kick well. He can throw a few leg kicks. He can do it all. He can get on top as well, like the Roy McDonald fight as well. Like he kept himself safe when he did get on bottom. He grappled with him when he needed to grapple with him. Like when Rory was trying to take him down against the Finch, he, Finch, he struggled an awful lot. So it's a very good well-rounded fighter. And when he gets the opportunity, he can, you know, he can let loose as well. He has six knockouts and five decisions. And I think that kind of tells a story, I suppose, about seeing his 11 wins. You know, he'll either get, get that big knockout or he'll, I think he'll kind of control guys and win like that. Uh, and if you look at Carlos Leal Miranda, you know, watching his last couple of fights, obviously he beat Ray Cooper the third. And when you do that, you know you're a good fighter. Watching that uh, Corey Cooper fight, 
Uh, he almost uh, there was almost a finish by um, ground and pound to the body uh, in that fight watching it back and you know he, he won that fight inside of a minute he's another few fights as well he's won inside you know a couple of minutes as well so this guy you know he hits hard um, a little bit smaller he's 5 foot 11 if you look at, at the size coming in here I think that's going to be a big advantage for C I really really do I think Miranda is probably you know if you were to look at a hundred techniques you'd say Miranda is probably a better fighter but I think at the techniques that maybe matter C has dimmed down possibly you know that jab is a all, all important one and I think C has a good jab and he, he uses his lint well it's very very odd that we see lint used well in MMA and when there's a four inch discrepancy in height that's a big big thing that is a really really big thing um, I think Miranda is going to do you know what he's going to need to do what he's good at here I think he's going to need to break that distance. I think he's going to need to get inside, work the body, land a lot of shots. Like, I think he'd probably, you know, drop that gas tank and let it all go in the first two rounds here. I think that's the type of fight he needs to fight here. Don't give uh, C the opportunity to uh, dominate the fight from the outside or to land this or stand a step inside and land big shots from that uh that distance as well you need to be all the way out and not letting it be all the way out all the time or all the way in and landing shots in the inside and i think if carlos miranda can do that i think he'll win but i i, I find it hard I, i'm going for seeing this one i think that lint is going to win him the fight um but i'm very interested to see it like this is the type of fight i think i i look at it and i know who'll win in the first minute if you want to put it that way like if um, if C's defenses are kind of broken down by Miranda and he gets inside, I, I think it could be trouble for C. But if Miranda can't and if he struggles, C's on that front kick, I think it'll be a good fight for him. Uh, and in the main event, we have Rory McDonald's, uh, the, the, the legendary Canadian fighter, 23 9 and 1, against the unbeaten Magomed uh, Umalatov. If you haven't seen Umalatov fight, you know, you know, you might see say the name Magomed Umalatov and they go, this guy is uh out of Eagles MMA, you think this guy's a wrestler, but no, he has twelve wins, ten KOs, one submission, and one decision. This guy is a really good athlete, hits very hard, is probably strong. He can wrestle as well, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. He can wrestle, you know, beat uh, Gerard El Shlawi in his last fight, beat Leandro Silva before that, and he fought uh, that was in 2021, as was uh, Kieran Bowen. Kieran Bowen, they sound, they sound very Irish. Kieran Bowen, I suppose you would say. You know, had a few fights in EFC and other places uh, as well uh, prior to that. But I really like Umalatov. I think he's a very, very, very good fighter. Strong. You know, I talked about the guy earlier on having a strong upper body. I think that's what Umalatov is as well. Moves his feet very well. And do you know what he is as well? Uh, he's a rhythmic fighter. You know, he kind of waits and waits and waits and waits and then is unbelievably athletic coming in with those big shots. And he just, he throws like a single right hand right down through the middle and he's really effective with it, really effective. Now, against Rory McDonald, I don't know how effective that will be if he just throws it naked like that. Like Rory, look, Rory, I don't think he is what Rory once was, if we're being honest here and that's it's a weird thing to say he's only 33 years of age but he has a lot of miles on the clock you know over 30 fights and he's grown he's a 33 fights now lost to C last time out lost to Brett Cooper and lost to Gleason T. Bowser look all relatively close fights uh, maybe not so much the, the Cooper one but you know a split decision against T. Ever I think that was a robbery if I'm being honest the last one a close fight as well I don't think it was a robbery but um, 
years ago, I think you probably would have, and he definitely would have beaten all those guys. I, I without a shadow of a doubt, I think he would have. Um, but I, I still think if you're looking at the Umalanov matchup, Rory is very good still defensively. I think. And, you know, I think offensively his game isn't what it used to be. You know, we remember back to the, the BJ Pinn fight. Is, I suppose it's an easy example because of where BJ Pinn was at that stage of his career and the size discrepancy and all of that. But if you remember other fights, people used to talk, talk about him, you know, being the, the Canadian psycho and just being like this mad offensive fighter. And he turned away from that to become a more technical fighter and probably a better fighter. But at this stage of his career, I don't think that, technical kind of point fighting especially with the way judging has changed is serving him well and it's very easy for me to sit here and say look go back and land more shots and you know have put on more damage and if he did I think he'd win most of these fights but that's not always said and done but having said that the defensive part is still good so I I think it'll be a close fight because uh, Umalatov will need to get right down the middle and land that big right hand to hurt Rory McDonald, but I think it's going to be hard because Rory fights that long, you know, kind of uh, pole stance, if you want to put it that way, where he's just sticking that pole into your face with the jab all the time. It's very hard to get through that. Maybe we'll see a couple of takedowns coming in here for Malatov. I know Rory always throws in a takedown. Whoever will win that battle could be a big thing as well. Um, you know, Malatov really, I don't think is talked or fought anyone like Rory McDonald before like can Rory land a few jabs down through the middle while Umalatov is trying to break inside and if he can't break inside and Rory's just landing those jabs will Rory win rounds with those jabs so um, I think it's look I think it's a very interesting matchup a very interesting matchup if this was prime Rory against Umalatov right now I would pick Rory I think that's that size and that jab is a, I think it's a good matchup for Rory against Umalatov but I just at this stage of his career, I don't think Rory is what he used to be. I, I just don't, and I'm going to pick him a lot of, but I, I kind of hope I'm wrong in a way, because if I'm wrong, I think we'll have a great fight. And that's kind of what I want. I don't mind two wins. You know, I'm not here to, to pick sides or anything like that. I just want both guys to fight their utmost and see who's the better man on the night. And if we do that, I think we'll, we'll have a great fight. Uh, okay, I will leave it there. Uh, thank you to everybody for watching and listening. If you have enjoyed this, why don't you click the thumbs up button? Um, if you're on Spotify or wherever, click the subscribe button, leave us a review and all of that. And if you, if you are watching, go over there and click subscribe. You always get a little bit early as well, the audio, if you fancy that, if you're driving to work or whatever in the morning, you can listen to it there if you don't have time to watch the video. And if you want to watch the video, it's up for free on YouTube. Just go over to the Shardog uh, YouTube channel. Click subscribe here and they'll always be up for you. Uh, for me, my producer, John Brannigan, all the staff over at Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Jean, and I'll see you all next time.